verse of the day, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. back with another episode of jc and co how y'all doing um overwhelmed tired junior i was speaking (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to have a moment um overwhelmed tired but ultimately thankful um my problems could be a lot worse i was just thinking about that today that while the things that I'm going through might be impacting me physically and mentally, it is still better than what a lot of people are going through, especially with COVID still going on. So, Lord, I'm still thankful to still be standing. Facts. Now, Facts. Junior. Facts. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good. I feel blessed. Um, I am excited for what's to come as far as what's going on in my life but overall i'm just fully blessed and happy to be here with y'all man yeah this week has been uh pretty chill i can't really lie i'm excited because my birthday is this saturday the 30th woo, woo. so Litty, 26 really, but kind of <laughs> girl i feel so old like i know when i turned young, 20 man. when i turned 26 i was like oh my Whoa. gosh i forgot you're older than me. <laughs> wow. Don't get don't get ahead of yourself. It's literally Whoa. about a few months, y'all. I, my birthday's in June, about a few months. But no, for real, when I turned 26, I was like, bruh, I'm no longer in my mid to early 20s. We're close I'm to the my, 30. I'm in my later 20s. And the whole time, my mom and my family kept asking me on my birthday, you're four years shy of 30. I was like, bruh, like... It's disrespectful how they do that. And it's crazy because you're I'm 26, but I think about the fact that we're still in college. We're still like getting financial aid. We have roommates. Mm-hmm. Like we're 26, but it still feels like we're like 18, early 20s. Yeah. It's it's 26 is a very weird age. Oh, for real. Y'all good, man. Y'all got a long y'all got a long, long life ahead of y'all. Says the younger one. Out of no. all of us. Of course you're going to say that, John. I used to say that when I was 23, 22 years old. I used to be like, you're young. Now mm. I'm 26. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're a little I older. <laughs> oh, no, we're not doing that. Um, hey, I'm luckily the youngest one here, man. Yeah, you, you must be so proud. So proud of yourself. Look, young butt, legit. Ooh, wait, Florida. <laughs> Florida came all the way out. Yeah. Young butt, little jit. <laughs> you gotta go. But all right, y'all. So for this episode, I had a conversation with a friend uh, last week, and we were actually talking about celibacy. And I was just, you know, explaining to her my reasoning behind it and what benefits I feel from it. And we ended up having like a really big discussion uh bigger than i thought because she wasn't really aware of the seriousness of celibacy she didn't understand it biblically she didn't understand the benefits in your relationship with god or relationship with you know your person she didn't have really an understanding of any of this so it made me want to have a conversation with you guys kind of see how your celibacy journey went not only that how did people respond to it because I'm now seeing that a lot of people don't really understand it. Even people that know God and know the word, they don't get celibacy. I will say that people get celibacy. They don't want to be celibate. That's what I would say. Because <laughs> people, a lot of people know what God says about having sex before marriage. Like before you learn a lot of things as a young Christian, as a young child of God, a lot of people tell you don't have sex before marriage. Now, do they 
go in detail and is there enough conversation wrapped around why you shouldn't do it that I would say no but you still know not to do it but a lot of people pick and choose what to take from the bible and we we all do it I feel as though like a lot of people don't know it like you said a lot of people don't know it biblically they hear it from their parents but they don't know bible verses that pertain to it they just hear oh don't have sex before you're married because you might end up with a kid like they're like okay you're just telling me to stray away from that type of responsibility until I'm in a position where it's been better or beneficial but they're not being told hey biblically it tells you you need to be married before you or on us if you don't you'll be fornicating they don't know that they don't know things like that and it's kind of sad at the fact that people being told not to have sex is not off of um biblical terms is just off of what society is telling you might be better for your life i think that um celibacy is that dun 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 feeling for a lot of our generation because it's like you know you talk about oh don't have a kid you're gonna end up having a kid now that's normal bms are normal so that excuse to tell someone not to have sex before marriage is out the window now it's Mm. the the excuse that they're throwing out nowadays is oh i need to know what i like oh i'm not gonna i don't want to marry somebody and what if we're not sexually compatible and stuff like that and to go forward like i I think people just don't understand why god is telling is protecting us from moving in such a way it's it's deeper than rap you know what i'm saying so it's i wish people would just take that take understand and just take the time to to see and 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 watch the consequences develop look around look around you there's people there's a lot of people running around with stds aids hiv there's people that's running around with four or five kids don't know who the daddy is like that's trauma knocking okay maury it's like (laughs) that junk's facts though bro no it is facts that's the i mean that's an extreme case of course but there's people that walk around here that don't know who the and that's trauma down the line and the people in this generation love to talk about breaking generational curses not knowing that they're adding generational curses yeah being celibate is definitely it's a hard decision to make and i will say that from the reason why i chose celibacy was well i even when i was active I always knew that it was wrong. Like I never felt 100% comfortable being sexually active. If I can be 100% honest, a lot of times when I had sex, it was because I definitely had that lower self-esteem during the time. And I just wanted the guy that I was dating to be pleased. I was told that, you know, are you doing it right? Are you flipping it? Are you this and and are you that? And, you know, you got to keep your man happy at home and hearing all these things and then on top of that listen to certain music watching Mm. certain movies having people around you make you feel like oh it's normal to have sex it's super normal so I fell into that and like I said I didn't fully love myself so I was not taking care of my temple I knew it was wrong and then I, I remember reading a book from Megan Good and Devon Franklin called The Wait which is about them waiting to have sex when they were dating and how they kind of got through it and I'm being like, man, I really wish I could do that. And it just kept getting hard. Like the more I had sex, I just kept feeling like, I mean, it's good, but it's not good. Like inside, I feel good mm-hmm. physically, but spiritually, it's just something isn't there. So in 2019, well, in 2018, when I graduated, I went back home to West Palm and full transparency moment I hooked up with a guy that I was dating and I had a pregnancy scare and I remember I had just gotten into FSU a few months before that and I had been praying to get into grad school and in that moment I was just I felt like God was telling me you're gonna let you're doing so good like you're reading your word you're getting more invested into me and our relationship and you're going to let 15 20 minutes however long it was you're going to let that interfere with your future like if I would have got pregnant I couldn't have went to FSU I would have to probably stay home and it just or I would have had to have the baby have my mom raised it's just all this crap was going through my head during the time and I remember telling God that 
I don't want to do this anymore because it's just not worth it. Like I have a whole future. And then the more I got into God and the more I read his word about protecting your temple. And I started hearing more about couples that waited and really taking my time to learn it. I started realizing that that's where I want to be with God and with myself. And I started loving myself more, just really taking better care of myself. And every day, I mean, it's not easy, but to Junior's um, comments, I think that for a lot of people, when they think about, oh, you might have to give up sex to follow God, a lot of people do not want to give up sex to follow God. Like people will go to church every Sunday. People read their Bible. They will pray. They will be a con. I know plenty of people that are amazing people but they are having sex almost every day. And it's no, it's no judgment. It's just, I'm just saying that people have a hard time with giving up fleshly things. Oh no, that's facts. I mean, fleshly things are what runs the world that what you see is right now in our life, what we see is all we can get. And the bigger picture of having a relationship with God is not something that people can physically see. So if I see this person and I know I, I've already experienced sex and I know exactly what comes with it, it's easier for me to go to that than think of the bigger picture of having my soul be happy, like having a relationship with somebody that cares for me tremendously more than a human could ever do. But you don't see that because right now it's the fact of we want happiness right now and physical pleasure and fleshly pleasure is all we can see, which is why hence people love money. People love sex. Like that's what rules this world because that those fleshly things are easily seen and easily able to grab. Greed and lust go hand in hand. That's why exactly. the, porn, the porn industry, the billion dollar industry, like mm. people are paying to see people have sex when there's free websites but people will still pay for it. That's crazy. That's why that that OnlyFans thing got serious because it's like, girl, yeah, <laughs> OnlyFans. <Junk's crazy. laughs> but like for me, when I chose celibacy, it wasn't. Um, I I felt like it was something that I needed to do for a while, and I wanted to do it, but I also wanted to keep my relationship at the time. And um, it's like when you expose yourself to that and you expose your relationship to that, it, it changes the dynamic where if you want to keep this relationship, you have to keep that momentum going. If you want to um, change the momentum, you're probably going to lose the relationship. So I was doing things in my heart that I knew I didn't care for, I wasn't happy with, I wasn't emotionally tied to, but I was doing it because I didn't want to be by myself. Like I, I wanted to be in this relationship, so I'm willing to go through it. And even afterwards... Um, when I was broken and I didn't know what to do with myself, my main thing was your best bet is to, you know, feel good the way you know how to feel good, which is through sex. And I wasn't happy with that either because I'm a person that is emotionally like with sex, it's, it's emotional for me. I had to be physically and mentally connected to that person. And it got to a point where I wasn't where I was just doing it, trying to do it. And there was no type of connection. So now what? Adding bodies, you know, and hey, I don't got a lot of bodies, y'all. But it's just to say, obviously, I've had experience. Okay. Just the FYI. But it's like, you know, I'm putting myself in a position where there's no true connection. There, there's no um, seriousness in the relationship. But things are being fulfilled that take something away from me and also the other person so it got to a point where I was just like okay I'm noticing I have this I'm doing the same pattern and I'm not getting any benefit from it men aren't liking me more for sex they're not they're not trying to settle down with me for sex um and then I got to a point where I was just like you know what because I already feel it in my spirit that I don't care to do it I now I'm going to tell these men whoever approaches me this is it. Like, I'm not having sex. So if you want to talk to me, talk to me. If you don't, don't. And it put me in such a good position because now the weirdos that really didn't care for me, didn't care to know my name or anything like that straight away. Hey, if you're not giving up what I'm looking at you for, then good. Like, I'll, I'll go about my business. I'll find somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that was a perfect situation because you don't, you don't realize your, your worth or what people think of you until you tell them no. 
then you see what type of relationship or what they wanted from you. So when I started seeing those small changes, then I started seeing how I wasn't, you know, um, how can I say, I, is this a word I could say, digmatized? Um, Girl, <laughs> tell your truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like if you're not in a position of being digmatized when it comes down to relationships, uh, you're you're now able to really discern what's right and what's wrong, what type of people you should be around, what type of people you should be dating. And it was such a fulfilling moment because now mm-hmm. I realize my power. I realized yeah. that, you know, I have power and no one else can take that away from me. And then the same thing was you. I started reading my Bible more. I started building my true relationship with God where it's like, of course, because I've experienced sex, I missed it but it didn't control me. I didn't, it didn't control my relationships. It didn't control the way I thought of myself. It put me in such a powerful position where I knew my worth for real, for real. Well, that's, that's two amazing perspectives. Um, for my situation, I was building my relationship with God and, uh, I got to a point where I just didn't want to be in a relationship. I just didn't want to just give myself up. And this is not normal for guys to say that. And uh, I just got to, God just, I was having a conversation with God and my will for it was just gone. And I was just, I didn't want to be with anybody that wanted to move like that. So it started also like, funny thing is just, I thought it was just funny watching people's expression when I would tell them. <laughs> so it was like when the, the females I would be talking to and stuff like that, the conversation and sex will come up and then they're talking, they're talking, like also hype thinking that I'm one of these dudes, you know? that just just be out here with it and i'm just like yeah i'm celibate <laughs> just be like the the biggest like double chin they'll make you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yank their head back <laughs> and it'll be like it, it was just it was one of those things i was like all right this is not normal like this is this is something that's respected so i i, I and so i decided to just respect myself and then i started getting to a point where i just started thinking you know like call it what you want but i was just like you have i feel like you, you not just anybody can just have sex with me and that's that was my mentality of it but i just kept myself in a place where i just didn't fold under pressure depending on who it was just because i was like having those one night flings and stuff like that i just it didn't amaze me no more i've been there done that it wasn't cool like watching checking out girls all day trying to get in the DMs, trying to do all that. Like, I was never one of those guys that really cared to jump in the girl's DMs. So it was just, it was really easy. It wasn't, I want to say it was easy transition, but it was, I was already tired of the lifestyle. So it was a matter of time where the, once I started strengthening my relationship with God, it just, it was like, oh, I'm not supposed to have sex. All right, cool. But I wasn't tripping. And that's really like funny to, because, when a woman says that she's celibate, I feel like it's two different responses when a woman says it versus when a man says it. When a woman says it, a lot of people assume that we're doing it because we're like, oh, you're waiting for the right one to just like fool you and dime you, or mm-hmm. you should be celibate. I mean, you should be like protecting your body. It's just so weird. But with, with men, you rarely hear men being celibate. And when a man says that he's celibate, it makes like news. Like, mm-hmm. When the bastard said that he was celibate, it made news on YouTube. Dudes that say they're celibate, their video gets like thousands and thousands and thousands of views because it's, it's so uncommon for a man mm-hmm. to be celibate. And I feel so sad about that because men are taught, like you were saying, Julian, when you said to respect your body and not everyone can have your body. A lot of men don't think like that. A lot of people put that on the woman to think about, well, all those spiritual ties and catching all those bodies to protect your body. But for a man, little boys are growing up and they're taught, ha ha, you know, be a, be a play. Oh, you got a girlfriend at six years old, a kiki. Like they, they laugh about that. A little girl. Oh, you fast sit down somewhere. Like she going to be, she going to grow fast, but uh, for a boy it's cute. Like it's cute for a boy to be like, Oh yeah. My, my mama friend at 32 is fine. And you see stuff like that on social media and it gets so many laughs and clicks. Yeah. Let a little girl say, say something like that. The six years old saying that, yeah, my daddy friend at 32 was fine. 
oh my gosh, this is this is abuse. Is, is she being touched? Hell breaks loose. So I really found that to be re- refreshing when you talked about your body because men are not taught to respect their bodies for God. Or even if you are not having sex just because you don't want to do it, it's like, what? Hmm. Like, what do you mean? It's crazy. No, that's facts. The double standard is so real. And it's it's pretty sad the way society pushes that type of lifestyle on men because now you have men that don't want to settle down like they don't they've never been taught to truly be a one woman man it's now now we're people are making jokes of what polygamy and all these other things or men at 50 still not married got a whole bunch of baby mamas and and kids all over the place and sadly some of them don't even take care of them it's just it our, our whole society has become a joke because of sex and that's another reason why I wanted to be celibate is because me wanting to wait until marriage, a lot of, a huge part of it was because of God. I would say the majority of my reason was because of Christ, but there was another part of me that did not want to have broken children. Like a huge part of me did not want to meet somebody, get pregnant and have a broken family. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted my kids to grow up with a mother and a father. I wanted them to experience love. I wanted them to experience being raised by a man and a woman because as many great single parents out there, like I applaud them. My mom was a single mom for a long time, but I think about her life and how she was 16 pregnant with me. She didn't go to prom. My mom didn't do the things that we got to experience our senior year at high school. She was having, she had a child and she had a broken relationship like none of us grew up with our father in the house and that was traumatizing for us as children and we see a lot of talk about single parenthood but it's like a father cannot teach a child everything a mother cannot teach your child everything and I never wanted like I never envisioned myself being a single mom ever me either like that's something that I never saw for myself either and I didn't want to put myself in a predicament that would cause that it's like I I don't I don't like when women get embarrassed or men feel like I I, because you're choosing to be celibate because you don't want you know to have a weird relationship or you want your man to love you I don't see why that's a bad thing if that's part of my reason like if that was my only reason it obviously that's not going to be sustainable because eventually somebody going to talk to me nice and then I'm going to fall short. But if that's part of my reason, I remember this one guy, I started speaking to him and first day we were just having a conversation about, you know, like what we're looking for, what are we trying to do and things like that. And I told him like, yeah, I'm actually celibate. He was like, oh, you celibate because you just, um, you trying to find a man that's going to treat you right. Well, let me tell you, honey, uh, any, any man that wants to treat you right is going to, you don't have to sit here and take things away from a man for him to treat you right. So I said, okay. I, I mean, I understand like a man sees what they want and they go after it. If, if they see me as a piece of meat, that's how they're going to approach me, which is understandable. And so he was like, he's tired of women always doing that. Tired of women trying to take Dang. things away from Girl, when I tell you, Jit was pissed. You know, like, and the funny thing is, them be the hurt. kind of men yeah. that be the worst. Them type yeah. of men, high key, be the ones that will get it and then be dry texting you two days later. Mm-hmm. Facts, 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 facts. And I was, I was so offended because I was just like, well, okay, if that is my reasoning, what's the problem? Like, why can't I love myself enough to wait for somebody to actually take care of me? Why should I just give myself up just because you look good? What? Like, what, what benefit do I get from that? Tell me. I don't know you. You're, you're not probably going to speak to me afterwards. You're probably not going to take me out. You're not going to want to, you know, meet my parents and build with me. What benefit do I have by opening my legs and giving myself up to you? Why is that a problem for women to have that mentality that they want more? Why is that hurtful to a man? I don't get it. Because, men, young boys are being taught that it's their right to have it. And young women are being, are still being taught to, you know, please your man. And it's just a very, 
it's a weird dynamic right now. And a lot of people are being encouraged to experiment and try new things. And culture is it's definitely hard to say no, because everything you do, sex is somewhere in it. Like you can't, you can't even listen to a good song unless you're listening to gospel or maybe country, you know, obviously, you know, jazz, different genres. But for the most part, when you listen to just like a regular record, like the radio, it is so hard to find a song where sex isn't mentioned at least in one verse. No facts. Or a show now. Or a show now. Everything is sexual. Everything is hyper-sexualized. And it's, Mm it's really hard. So I guess my question would be when you, okay, for me, I'll go first. But my question is when you decided to be celibate, what were the biggest changes that you felt? And for me, my biggest change was like you said, I felt like I had power. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like I had taken back something that I was giving away and I didn't need to be giving it away. And I felt like God was telling me your body is at your temple and you don't have to do this. So I gained a new sense of understanding of, of, of who I was. And also what helped me to be celibate and what helped me to change my perspective on it was I stopped looking at what I was giving up. Like I stopped looking at, I'm giving up sex. I'm giving mm. up head. I'm giving up this. I'm giving up that. And I started looking at what I was gaining. And mm. I realized I'm gaining myself back. I'm gaining myself love back. I'm gaining a, a, a pure mind. I'm gaining somebody with true intentions, the next person that I date. I'm gaining a sense of power and authority over my body. And I think when people think about celibacy, they always speak about it and I'm giving up sex. No, no, no. What, what are you gaining? Facts. Facts. What do you change? Change your language around what you're quote unquote losing. You know, one thing that I thought about is like, um, especially when I was having, you know, relations with people that I knew I wasn't going to be with, like it wasn't long-term. And I remember after everything was done, I felt so alone. Mm, like I've been there. Lone, like it's the loneliest thing where yeah. it's like, mm, are you going to stay? Are you going to still chill? Or, um, you know, are, are you going to ever meet my family? Are we going to build? Are you going to ask yeah. me to marry you? Is it just going to be just dates and, and fun times? Like you just feel so alone. Yeah. And I remember that feeling. And anytime that I would think about making that mistake, that feeling would come back because it's like, okay, yeah, I had 10, 15, 20 minutes of fun. Afterwards, it's hours long of contemplating like, why did I do that? Is this person going to call me now? Is he going to text me? Oh, I hope he still wants to take me out tomorrow. Like, yeah. are, are he, is he going to ghost me? Or it, what, is, I, am I going to ghost him? Like, it, the, the position of being in, like, always questioning what's going to happen next is so uncomfortable, especially after you give yourself Yeah, exactly. Especially at, ooh, once you get from that body, mm. like, you can talk to a dude and y'all could go out and you guys never mess around and you will, you will care for that person. Mm-hmm. in the early stages and you will grow like some, some sort of affection for that person but once you sleep with a person and they oh, start doing you dirty it is so much harder to be like I'm just gonna let go and hmm. that's hard boy hard 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 yeah so I like the Kenitia's point when she was talking about you know you can't look at it as what you're losing you gotta look at what you're gaining for me, that's how I kind of looked at my situation was I gained a lot more time, but I wasn't even, I was just trying to like, I wasn't really, how do I want to say it? It's like, I wasn't really just, I wasn't paying attention to the, the traffic that was going on. It was just booming by me. And I was just handling my business and stuff like that. So it allowed me to create more time for myself and it, and it, and it allowed me not to create relationships with people that I don't need to be having a relationship with. It kept things short and sweet for me on my end. And I, I have a God question though, Junior. As a as a man, like, cause you know we don't hear a lot of male perspectives on celibacy. Besides, you know, very few. What is it like for you to say I'm not gonna have sex anymore, and I'm going to go against completely what culture and society tells me normal for a man to do? Um, I think. 
in the beginning, you know, it's kind of like, wow, I'm going to do something that's completely opposite of what everyone is telling me to do. I've been in situations where I told people, you know, friend groups that I'm celibate and whatnot, and it became a running joke. You know what I'm saying? So it gets it gets it gets tough because you get you start dealing with the denial that you're supposed to get as a Christian. You mm. know, so that's it's nice. uh that's tough. But to be honest, I've never really, I've really been from the most part of my adult life, I've been on my own stuff. Like I always went. When everybody was going right, I was going left. Like I was just doing my own thing. So I never really cared what anybody really thought. It was just kind of what hurt me the most is just that those people that I care about were the ones that were, you know, respond responding to me in a way that I didn't, you know, I didn't uh, expect them to respond in. I feel that. It's, it's the most unlikely people that end up putting you in an awkward position where it's like now you're questioning me like if I'm true if I'm choosing to sit here and better myself why is it offensive to you why why are you questioning my motives and why I do what I do why does it have to be so unorthodox and I feel like people end up questioning you because me personally I feel as though a lot of people become jealous Uh, I think they're jealous of the fact that you're able to put aside your fleshly wants and needs and you put yourself in a position where you know you want more I remember there's times where like for example like I said for the the whole thought of this conversation was I spoke to a friend and we were talking about celibacy and her main thing was why do you think your relationships would end up being better if you choose to be celibate why do you think your marriage would be better if you choose to be celibate why do you think your marriage would be better if you choose to put God in the middle and at first I was so offended because I was like, what you talking about, bro? Like, it's common sense. I don't understand how I'm supposed to explain it to you, but I had to realize that, okay, you don't know the word. You obviously don't have a relationship with God. And now I'm in a position to teach you. Instead of me being so offended, I need to open up, open up my mind and start talking to you in a way that you can actually learn. So I'm explaining to her like, you know, hey, with God, I am nothing. My relationships are nothing. My businesses are nothing. Nothing I do is anything without him. So if I want to have a beautiful marriage where it prospers and not on my own accord, I have to have him in the middle. If he's telling me in the Bible, in his word, it tells you not to have sex, not to have, not to fornicate and be married before you do these things, I'm going to abide because I know that's, that's beneficial for whatever I have to go and whatever purpose I have on earth. Now, obviously it's not comfortable for me to do because I've experienced sex. I know what it feels like. Maybe if I didn't, it wouldn't be that hard because it's like, hey, I'm, I'm in a position of, I don't know. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know the pleasure. I see it all the time, but I don't know, but I've experienced it. So it was very difficult. But at the same time, I see the bigger picture. And after I explained it to her, she was like, okay, well, why do you feel like your marriage will be better if you do get married? Why you think it would be better? Like my people had a child um, before they were married and they've been together for like 20 plus years. And I'm like, well, you know, relationships can last without that happening, but I want God to be in the midst of everything I do. And obviously it's not easy whatsoever, but I'm trying my hardest to do that. And I know that if I do do it correctly, he's going to bless it. And that's all I really care for. I just want it to be blessed. And me having that conversation with her, I just started realizing like, wow, like celibacy is really a joke right now. Like people don't understand it to a point where if I'm explaining to you why people choose to be celibate, I'm looked at as the weirdo. I'm looking at like, I think I'm better than so-and-so. And I'm like, bro, are you, are you upset at the fact that you can't take, like, you don't see the bigger picture? Are you, for, for a man's point of view, are you upset at the fact that I'm not choosing to uh, throw my body into whatever female that walks walks in front of me because I love myself enough and sex is not all that to me are you jealous at the fact that I love myself more and that's the way I see it like I, I feel as though the love isn't there and jealousy is poured out when they hear somebody choosing to be celibate like they just don't they don't get it because they don't respect themselves enough and I think a huge part of it is for projection they they feel guilt mm-hmm. it's like when someone is doing the right thing and you know what they're doing is the right thing, but you're going to feel some type of way about it. 
like if someone is telling you about their celibacy and then they counter it with being like well i mean for my relationship da, 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 it's like okay you feel it some, you're really some type of way because there's no comparison because what the fact comparing? that you just had to counter and say that well with my relationship we weren't i mean we had sex and we've been together for three years i never said that your relationship was bad I never said that you and your man or your partner or, or wh- whoever were going to break up. I never said that. But because you're feeling some, some type of way, now you want to project that onto me. Now you're making it seem like, well, you act like being celibate is just going to change everything. It's like, when did I ever say that? People, mm. when you listen to people, they tell you how they really feel. Yeah. Like you just sit back and they'll be like, well, celibacy isn't all that. Never said it was. Well, celibacy doesn't work for everybody. It it could but go off like <laughs> it was like it could it really could like because yeah. it's a choice yeah. it's like you're not disabled you weren't born having sex you weren't mm. born doing this it is a choice to lay with someone so you have the choice to not lay with someone Facts. and people don't think of it that way now it's all about where well, you think you're so godly and you know you don't drink you don't have sex you don't smoke like you think you so goody too should know you think i'm goody because i never said that i was i never said i was better than you because i don't drink i never said i was better than you because i choose not to have sex now people that do say that that's wrong you're not better than someone you just made a choice to live a different lifestyle mm-hmm. but when you are talking to someone about your choice to be celibate or whatever it is and they counter with what worked for them what don't work for everybody else it's like look here this projection game that you're playing with me don't want it i'm blocking it out do your thing boo lay up all day lay up because that's you and god conversation facts that's you and your master which y'all gonna have that conversation you know if you want to fool yourself into thinking that you can still live a 100% 100% pure lifestyle, but still have sex. And there's something that I can say to make you think otherwise, because you've already made it up in your head that celibacy is not for everyone. And God knows your heart and he mm. knows that you love him. So if that's what you want to tell yourself when your boo thing comes over, then you tell yourself that, but don't tell me that celibacy does not work for everybody because it could. If you chose to, like Devin, Devon Franklin, um, I think he wrote a book called Taming Your Dog. And he actually wrote a book for men that wants to be celibate. And he was saying that it's a choice. You can tame that. Facts. You can pray and get that under control. Don't sit here and say that you can't do it. Because people choose every day to wake up, go make, go make money, go do all these things. You make that choice to do that. You choose what you want to invest into. If you really put your heart and your mind into it and you tell yourself, you know what? I want to take it a day at a time. So maybe for right now, I'm not going to listen to the sexual song. That's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I had to cut out a lot of songs and a lot of people off of my Instagram. I had to get rid of a lot of things. And even then I slipped a few times where I did watch porn. Like, I'm not going to lie. Of course I slipped, but I got right back. I felt complete shame the very next day and I didn't do it again. So I've only slipped about three times since I decided to give it up in like 2018, 2019, I forgot, but it's hard. But if you make those changes, like those first few steps could be, you know, like I said, deleting certain songs. Like if you know that this song gets you in the mood, delete it. It's, it's hard but with prayer and asking God for strength, you can do it. If you know that a certain movie, when you watch it, you just get in that mood. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. But do not. It is a choice. It yeah. is a choice. That's facts. Yeah. So it's like as if, you know, we have to take in consideration everything that God tells us to do. Is to build something that to God telling us not to have sex outside of marriage or not to fornicate, adultery, all that nice stuff. It's to build discipline and mm. to live a long life. You need wisdom, and wisdom with wisdom comes discipline. 
So if you're not, you know, if I wish I encourage people, you know, that's out there listening, take take it in consideration. Look at it, look look at what God says about it, and you decide and, and look at it and see how if you impl- implemented this into your life, how would it benefit you? Facts. Yeah, I mean, changes have to be made, and like Kanithia said, it's it's all a choice. Like you have to be aware of what it is that you want in life. If you want to continue, you know, being in positions where you feel like you're giving yourself up, continue doing what you're doing. If you feel like you don't want to do that, try changing your your ways. What well, what's that saying that say? Um, doing the same thing is like a insanity doing the same thing over and over and over again expecting the change is literally you being insane over and over and (laughs) whatever the saying is you know so it's like you know if changes want to be made you got to make the changes and for me i know that doing having celibacy and being celibate put me in a different position where i never thought i would be before sex moved me sex moved the way I spoke the way I carried myself the people I spoke to it doesn't anymore it's now you you have to realize you're you're bigger than your situation you're bigger than what it is that you choose to be important in that moment so I think that you know as a close to the ending of this episode I think that each one of us should give the listener a tip. Like if you're listening, if whoever is listening to this episode, if they're like, you know what, I've been thinking about being a celibate, but I don't know, um, is it going to be hard? Like I've been having sex for a long time. I don't quite know if I'm ready to give this up quite yet. I would think, I think that all of us should give that person a tip on what worked for us and what could possibly work for them. And I give you guys time to think. So I go first. Mm-hmm. I think my thing that helped me well two two things helped one was like I said earlier my perception I stopped looking at what I was giving up so if you're thinking about changing if you're thinking about saying you know what I want to not just give my finances or give my you know my school life to God but I want to give my body to God I would say to not think of it as what are you giving up and I would say to write down things that things that you are gaining by making this choice two what helped me was figuring out why um if you want to be celibate because you're just looking for the right person to come along that's going to do that's going to have x y and z then you know you are not doing it for godly reasons and hey if that's your reason then that is your reasoning but if you are doing it for a godly reason that will obviously sustain you a whole lot longer and god will bring you someone that is your husband or your wife so I would definitely say to just ask yourself why. Make sure that your heart and your motives are in the right place. So that will ultimately guide you and that will lead you. Let me see. For me, I would say one of the biggest things is actually choosing to fear God. Um, I think that was like the biggest thing for me. Because when you don't fear God, you're not fearful of his word. You're not fearful of what he's telling you. So I have a verse that I think people should probably look into, probably even this whole um, chapter y'all could look into, but 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18 through 20, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And it, and it refers back to what Kenethia said, but it also refers back to you need to fear God. He put you on earth for a reason. And if he's telling you not to do certain things, you got to understand now you're putting yourself in a position where he's going to turn his face from you. He's not going to know you when you pass. And on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about oh, you know, when I was with this man or woman, or you're not going to be thinking about your finances, you're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, like it's about that time. Am I going to go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? You're not thinking about anything else. And this is something biblically you're being told not to do. It's not an easy thing whatsoever. Like Kanithia just says, she slipped up. I've slipped up. I'm pretty sure Junior has slipped up. 
And it's not to say that our sin is bigger than us, but it's to say it's still a work in progress because we've experienced sex. And it's the fact of you see a progression from where we were to where we are now. So being fearful of God, I think is the biggest thing, knowing that you are not of your own. Your body is not yours. You were bought with a price. God loves you so much that he put you on this earth for a reason and you're here for a purpose. Don't mess up what he's put you, the body he's put you in just for some fleshly wants. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love those tips. Um, I would say the tips that the tip I would give to a young man is to understand that value, valuing yourself is not only, you know, chasing the bag or having nice things and, and accumulating, you know, materialistic objects. It's, you know, keeping yourself up, making sure that, you know, you, you just don't, you're not out here willy nilly, just giving, giving your seed out to any, any other female. It's, it's not a smart decision, man, mm-hmm. because you can be affecting, you're going to be affecting more people off one decision that had only to do with you and that person. So I, I encourage my young men out there to think diligently on how they're going to move with something that they, they ultimately it's a, it's a tool to give life and understand that when you, when you use that tool that God's equipped you with, it's a powerful tool. He left something on here. So, so you got to take that serious. Understand that, you know, you may, you may think it was just a one night stand, but you got, you know, junior, junior on his way. <laughs> now you got to do the most. You feel me? Like, like now, now you got, now you, now in the situation, God forbid, you know, you're not even at the, your, your full potential. Now you got to move in a certain way. Now, now you got your life, your life ends. It's more so now about that child, you know? So it's, I think it's, uh, I wish people would just take that serious. So I hope, you know, I, I want the young men to actually value themselves in a different way other than just chasing a bag or whatever the world tells you to chase a bag. Because we all have to understand that when we do decide to follow Christ, it's the it's it's a sacrifice. Yeah. It's, it's a life full life. of sacrifices. It's a life full of ridicule. It's a life full of being stabbed in the back, all that. Because it's not easy following Jesus. You're gonna do everything. If you follow Jesus, you're gonna do everything that the world tells you that you should be doing and you're not doing it. And that's gonna make your best friends not want to be your friends. Mm. It's gonna make your mother and your father not be your friends. You know? Yeah. So I, I just understand this is the this is the this is the lifestyle you chose and you gotta take that to heart and you gotta really take and, and let god be your your protector he he promised you that you'll be you'll be protected he promises that throughout the throughout the fire and, and the ridicule you're gonna get it but you're not gonna be harmed it's not god when you when you really step in for god your life is on it, it, you're, you're i can say your life is in good hands that's true. So I found this really great verse that I just wanted to read really quickly mm-hmm. before we headed out. Um, just the, you know, food for thought. Yeah, food for thought. It's Romans chapter six, um, verse 11 through 14. And it says, so you also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, present, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Mm. So I hope yeah. that everybody can hear that and apply it and just think about what that verse means to you and hopefully it will help you to make a decision on what you choose to do. But ultimately, you know, God loves you and you are strong enough. If you are thinking about being celibate and giving your body to God, but you're afraid it's going to be really hard. Take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Walk, walking with God, it's not a race. It's not a marathon. It's not who's going to get there the quickest. God understands that it is a walk with him. He says, yeah. you are walking with me, not running with me not chasing it down with me, not telling everybody, ooh, 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 I made it. You're, no, it's a walk with God. So all you have to do is take it a step at a time and you will fall, but 
pray, repent, and work on not doing it again. Don't just pray and repent, but you can do this. Trust me, you can. Facts. If we can do it, yeah. y'all can do it. Yeah. Facts. And you know that. <laughs> so um, to close out, we have our Instagram and Twitter, which is JC and Co. My personal Instagram is by Sam DC. Mine is at Kenethia two underscores. Mine is GFSB underscore lifestyle. All right. And we are going to close out with a prayer. Catch us every Friday at 12, okay? I'll do the prayer. <laughs> this girl. <laughs> have to throw that in there, y'all. You know, Friday at 12. You know again, the stuff, the, that's facts. Friday at noon, y'all. You do. It's okay. I'm, I'm here to save her. Appreciate um, it. <laughs> Bye your heads, everybody. Lord, I just want to say thank you for bringing us here tonight. And God, we pray for everybody that is affected right now by COVID. We pray for everyone, Lord, who is just out here struggling, God, that you may just come into their hearts or come into their homes. Lord, I pray over the body of every single person listening to this. Lord, you say that our body is our temple and that it is meant for us to be, for, for us to respect it, for it to be pure. This is not our body, God, but simply your body. This is your flesh and this is our temporary God. But while we're here on earth, Lord, I pray that we, we may all take better care of our temples, Lord, that we may not be ruled by evil, God, or by our flesh, that we may be ruled by you, Father, that you may give us the strength, God, to keep walking with you, God, to keep upright, though we may fall, God, though we may trip, Lord, we will keep walking. We will stay upright. We will not allow the devil to take our minds and our bodies, God. Our flesh is your flesh, Lord. We are strong enough to do this. And I pray that everyone listening to this episode, God, that they will be impacted by something that me, Junior, or Samantha said, that they will decide to give their body to you, God, that they will decide to live righteously with you, God. Bless them, protect them, God, and give them the strength to turn from things that, things that are not of you. We are strong. We have authority. We have power. In God's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. We out of here. God willing, we speak to y'all next week. Peace. Bye.